0: Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. This is going to be my review of the Flash that I saw last night. I'm gonna start with my pre-thoughts. Then I'm gonna go into my actual review of it, which will be spoiler-filled. So, pre-thoughts are gonna be non-spoilers, things that I had already known or seen or heard. Prior to going in, and then after that is going to be everything else. So, before going in, I had been heavily anticipating this movie for quite some time. Its initial release was way back, like 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. Now we're in 23, five years after the fact. That doesn't mean that they started filming the movie back then. That was just during the development, the casting, trying to figure out who's writing the script. Uh, shooting days, all of that stuff. Then it finally came to a head, and they got the production stuff under uh, under, ra- uh, under control. And then they started shooting the movie, and then now it's out to theaters. So I had watched a lot of the non-spoiler reviews and what people were talking about, and they were talking about like the special effects not being all that great. They were talking about. They were, everyone was talking around the whole Ezra Miller controversy stuff and included it in their review and they they weren't making the movie seem like it was going to be one of those movies that you would like, you know, sit down and watch again and it just didn't it seemed like you if you, you want to watch it because it's a DC property and that way you are involved in the conversation, go ahead, no love lost. You're not going to miss anything. It's all just gravy. So I went into the theater. This is where it's going to become spoilery. So I went into the theater, saw it in, saw in, 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 in IMAX, and um, started watching it. And then this movie is supposed to be like two hours and 20-some-odd minutes, maybe, something like that. And it felt like 45 minutes. It just went bam, 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 bam. It was just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, is what it was. Which makes the rewatchability of this movie very high, because there's not long beats of nothing happening. Now, there's a difference between nothing happening and nothing you want to happen happening. That there, there's a there's a difference. Like you could go into a movie. And, like, nothing is going on. It's just nothing. And then later on, most of what you watched didn't even matter to anything. And then so you're like, I could skip the first 30 minutes and just watch the last part. That is not the case here. There's always something happening. It's just not what you wanted to happen. So there is that caveat. Caveat, or however you want to say it. However you want to say that, that word. So the movie is... 98% Barry Allen playing against Barry Allen and a younger version at that. Somewhere in the area of 2013 or wherever Barry got his powers at because in this creation doesn't necessarily have to track all the way with what happened in A Man of Steel which is this film that part of it is heavily referencing because we even have Michael Shannon back as Zod and the actress who plays Fiora. They, they come back. Their bit isn't a lot, but their part isn't what the focus is. Their bit is in supporting of the Kara Zor-El Supergirl um, beat, which I thought was like, wow. Like, when Zod says that the infant did not survive that just set Supergirl off and she was going for she was going for blood because she wasn't there to protect him like she's supposed to and this man this general who had a high ranking in the Kryptonian hierarchy who she would know because she was a teenager when she came to Earth to help Kal-El unlike um, Superman himself who came as a baby who didn't really know anything about Krypton so she's trying to you know decimate this man because she he killed her baby cousin and you could feel the anger the rage the hatred she had immediately because of what Zod said he did so there is a lot of stuff going on here that maybe like for instance in the very first part of the, of the movie we see Barry Allen doing something at the hospital and later we get, we get an example of why he did that it wasn't just because it was there or because it was a sight gag he explains quite heavily why he had to put, do something in that scene that goes oh I see now okay so the very first part of the movie we come to find that Barry's trying to get try, is trying to get a sandwich. And the guy is like not even trying to make this sandwich quick. He's just taking his sweet, merry time. Barry is trying to get um he's trying to get his energy back. He's like he's late for work and this guy is taking forever. And then come to find out that, that there's a problem at the hospital and uh, Alfred calls him Alfred from um, Jeremy Irons. So he calls him up and then goes through back and forth and comes to find out that Barry's not. He's like his first call. He tried calling everybody else and no one was ans- no one was answering their <laughs> answering their phone. Superman was busy. Diana wasn't answering. Aquaman wasn't available or or whatever. And so he's like, I'm the I'm your last first thought type deal and he jokes about him he's being the jan- He's being the janitor of the Justice League and then he goes through and uh, saves people at the thing and then all of a sudden these babies start f- f- coming out of the window and he's got to put them all into this little, onto this bed like thing and then he's got to save them along with the nurse and he did put a baby in an unplugged microwave I think it was unplugged but because it was falling down so obviously you can't have power so but he explained later on in the movie that if you try to move something too far then you could cause damage so putting the baby into the microwave and moving the microwave didn't injure the baby so that's why he put the baby in the microwave it wasn't because it was a sight gag he was trying to save all of the different babies and the nurse which he was able to able to able to do, and then right. recommended that she get some kind of psychological therapy thing. That the Justice League wasn't all that great at. And then we come to Barry Allen going to work, and then him running into Iris West, and then the the the, the other reporter people talking about his dad, and then her kind of mixing up friendship with I'm a reporter, ticking him off. And though he basically just walked away from her. He calls his dad, and then he has the memory of of when he was a kid. He's while he's talking to his dad on the phone, and then that gives him the idea to uh, go back in time. Bruce Ben Affleck tries to stop him from doing so, saying that that basically. Sometimes the things that happen to us define us, and if we change that, we change us and Barry doesn't want to have any part of it. he's more interested in trying to save his mom so that's what he does. He goes super super super, super fast, and then he finds the um well first of all he this, he 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 contemplates with Iris that um he just has to get the get the uh, the tomato sauce for the for the spaghetti that uh, that, that uh, the mom had had forgotten. He just goes back in time and then puts the puts the puts the spaghetti sauce in the cart to where now the dad is home and therefore the mom does not die. And then that leads us to him going back in time and doing that. And then when he's running, he sees this crazy thing like what i first initially thought was maybe it was a protector person like of the speed force or something and gets thrown out and then we find out that he is out on the same day that he gets his powers and so because of the changes in the timeline he's not doing the same thing that he was originally going to do it's different because of that fact so he Runs into himself after he has, has, a, has an awkward lunch or dinner with his, his, his folks. And comedy ensues in what he's saying. And then he goes out and gets the young Barry Allen, brings him upstairs. And they kind of chit-chat back and forth, bring him up to Pete on on, on what's happening. And the younger version of Barry is just over the moon excited at all this stuff he's gonna get powers he's a superhero and then he finds out how he has to become a superhero so he goes to the lab the older berry recreates the situation in which he got the powers but young berry's like i don't want no part of this and so he's fighting and struggling and the other berry the older berry's trying to hold him down and then the lightning strikes hits him first goes through him and then hits the younger self and then that takes away older Flash's powers while giving younger Barry the powers. And because of the turmoil, that, the turmoil that Barry went through by losing his mom probably handicapped his ability to um, adapt to his powers better because his, he was distracted. He always had his mother on his mind about how she died and whatever else. And so Youngberry did not have that. So he was able to figure out his powers a little bit faster. But still had, had the training wheels on because he wasn't doing it perfect. He had made a big old thing comic scene where uh, stuff uh, were breaking, cars were flipping, car accidents happening, the whole nine. And so he like, what, what did you do? Oh, well, nothing. You know, He had come, was coming in with a pan covering his private area and he went and got changed and then he's trying to figure out what's going on in this in this world and they start talking about back to the future and how eric stoltz is the star and they're talking about how michael j fox was in footloose instead and how kevin bacon was in top gun and instead playing maverick don't know what tom cruise was doing but uh because of all the different actors being cast in hollywood they well, one person wasn't available so they went with, uh, with with another person so Michael J. Fox was able to film a movie because he was able to work it out with family ties or whatever and so he went into being footloose instead and then so there was a massive change on that and then that led him try to research up the other, other superheroes finding out that none were there he even called uh, Aquaman's dad to find out that he never married the lady from the sea so Arthur was never born and couldn't find anything about uh, anything about Wonder Woman and um, they he was able to find uh, Batman because the girl was like I'm Batman so it became a saying in that in that thing a- after a while after the, after the uh, events of Batman Returns now one could argue that this Michael Keaton Batman isn't necessarily the same version of the 1989 Batman but they're so close with what they're doing and how they're acting i would say that that is that batman and if barry hadn't came back in time there is a universe where michael keaton eventually found out that there was a supergirl but only because barry and because he had him look at it. so in that universe they might not have ever crossed paths she might never have gotten out so there's an argument there on how that universe can still exist so once the, he finds out that Bruce Wayne exists, at least they go to his house and they go in and they're looking. They see that someone was drinking something. There's that part of, there's half of a, a pair of a shoe um, by the table. And then so they're looking around the house and all of a sudden this dude comes creeping out and then lays down the smackdown remember at this point olderberry does not have his power it's only youngerberry so youngerberry is like avoiding all these different things and olderberry is just getting his butt kicked by this very agile very combat ready bruce wayne not batman bruce wayne he is no no costume on just bruce being bruce laying the smack down and then finally the fight ends and then olderberry and Younger Barry explain what the heck is going on and Bruce Wayne played by Michael Keaton um, explains the the way the timeline works and Older Barry is like well that doesn't work because of this and then Michael Keaton's Batman as Bruce Wayne is like well it's more like this and it explains it that they run they it creates a parallel event that goes back forward and the it, both back in past and forward in the the future to where it changes things outside of what your intended target is. It would be like me going back in time trying to not lose my debit card, but in doing so, it rippled backwards further to where I didn't even work at the same place I was working at. And so my time travel event that I was trying to do became non-needed because I wasn't even doing what I was supposed to do in the first place. To make myself go back in time to do that in the first place because now I've changed everything going backwards. And that's how Michael Keaton's Batman was able to exist because he's obviously older than Ben Affleck by a little bit. So he first says, No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, pass. And then old Barry and young Barry go down into the Bat Cave. The Bat Computer gets turned on. The Batmobile comes out. You hear the music from 1989. And he's going through trying to find the find the the Kryptonian, and young Barry is just having a field day, running around all over the place, getting everything. And then soon enough, he's falling asleep. Old Barry fell asleep, and then he wakes up to coffee next to him, or tea, or something. And then there's a so there, there's a classified file, and then he finds out that there is a Kryptonian alien. But it's in it's in it's in uh it's in uh Serbia. So they get into the bat wing, which lowered down like a bat, It goes over to Serbia, they go in there, and then they uh get discovered because they're making a lot of noise, a lot of gunshots happen, and then they come upon this uh this uh enclosure, they open it, and they go in expecting to see superman but instead they see Supergirl, and they're like this is not her and they go and then the other berry's like you know i we cannot leave her here i'm gonna help her and so uh older berry takes her and brings her out and then they bring her to the roof and she gets her powers back she gets her suit on and then she's like and she's like i'm not gonna do this stuff and <laughs> flies off then when she finds out about zod she comes back and then she finds out that uh barry's trying to try and trying to try trying, trying to get his powers again they use a bat kite and whatever else and then it shoots down and it doesn't do what it does but it shorts out the systems so it can't do it can't 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 do it again and so car brings him up there and electrocutes him up there with the with the lightning bolt and then brings him back down and he heals comes back and then they shoot out to the desert scene from the 2013 Man of Steel. So when people are mad about the desert being like not the place to film it, that's where they filmed the 2013 movie when they came out. So if they're trying to do cross parallels, like Bruce Wayne explained in his spaghetti synopsis, some points do cross paths. So it might not be the same day, literally because Barry was still trying to was trying to get his suit ready in the original timeline when they had the uh, event. So I think that in this new timeline they came earlier, but the thinking of the US military was the same thing that's being in the desert away from all, all 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 these people. So that could also explain why Lois Lane wasn't there as Amy Adams. Because maybe maybe she was on assignment somewhere else, and she was a- wasn't able to get back, and she wasn't available for that um, that situation. So that happens, and then they uh, are fighting all these people in this massive battle, and then it looks like they might be coming close to winning, and then Zod kills Supergirl, takes out the. Um, the same thing that, that Superman had in Man of Steel, but in this, this reality, this universe, this world, this timeline, whatever you want to call it, Kara had it instead, and baby Kal-El did not. So they came to Earth to get her because she had the um, building blocks of the Kryptonian uh, um, offspring. So they're able to extract it and, and and leave, and she was dead in the process of that. And then Barry and Young Barry go back in time to try to stop it. And then that also saves Bruce Wayne because Batman uh, tried to shoot shoot the thing, and it didn't work out. And then so he uh, he uh, set it a he set a he set a combat course because he was hit. They fired at him, and so he crashed into it. And Barry like rewound the time, and then. This time, warned him that one's shielded, and then he, av- he he avoided that. But then he still ended up dying in Barry's arms th- this time, and Older Barry realizes that this is supposed to happen at the fixed point in time. He can't change it, and that 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 irritates Young Barry. Young Barry says, "No, I'm going to change it." So he goes back in time again and again and again and again and again, and then we realize that the person that threw Barry out initially in the first part of the movie wasn't like the speed force protector guy it was an older barry allen barry allen who had kept on going back trying to stop the death of a uh, supergirl and batman always failing and always getting scarred and more um and more, uh, more 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 disfigured as time go time goes on and then young barry ends up dying which ends up making it to where the Olderberry doesn't happen and it's in that moment of them meeting each other and they see the the the, the, the 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 world are colliding the universes are colliding you get to see we get to see Adam West we get to see um, we get to we, 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 we have Michael Keaton then we have have Ben, ben Affleck in this movie but in the thing we get to see adam west as his batman and we also get to see george reeves as superman we get to see christopher reeve as superman we get to see uh in the previous part of it when he's going back in time we see henry colville when he was at the uh, monument beating people up so we see him and then for a, a prolonged cameo scene, we see Nicolas Cage as Superman. Not just a creation. Nicolas Cage came in and did did some work to be Superman. He got into his old Superman suit that they screen test, or at least a recreation of it, to fight a giant spider. And all of these people are seeing this this vortex world collide. So in this in the in this in that thing, we're only seeing Adam West as. Uh, as Batman, but Superman, we're seeing George Reeves, Christopher Reeve, and Nicholas Cage, and along with Superman, Christopher Reeve, we're seeing Helen Slater as Supergirl. So for the first time, they're actually together. Even though it's a recreation, the two characters are actually in the same frame at the same time. This is a um, like a reference to Supergirl movie from 1984, I think. Maybe eighty-eight somewhere in there, um, where Superman was away, and she was doing her own thing by herself. So this at least showed that they were together in this universe as superheroes. And so that's when we're seeing all these cool cameos, is in in, in that moment or in the first part where he's going back in time. So that's where all the majority of the uh, of the of the uh, the uh, cameo stuff comes in to play and so when barry's going when after the barry dies and the other guy goes bye-bye the the, the worlds are colliding he realizes he needs to go back and set things right his mom has to he, his mom must die so he goes back and then watches himself put the tomato sauce into the cart and then He comes in and has a moment with his mom, basically just saying goodbye to her. It's a very, very heartfelt moment. And then um, he takes the tomato sauce out of the cart to make his father come to the supermarket. But when he puts it back on the shelf, he realizes if he moves it up to the top, then he could actually help his dad's court case about murdering his mom to be appealed because in the original one when we first start the movie we find out that um his dad never looked up at the camera bruce wayne was able to clear it up to where it's clear but he never looked up to prove it was him at the store getting the the tomato soup so barry switched the soup to the top shelf and then went back to his present and then, so he the court case happens. They go to the thing, and then they show the video to the court. And then we clearly see Henry Allen's face on the screen, getting the soup at the same time that his mother was being killed. And so he gets released, and everyone's all happy. Um, um, he Bruce Wayne calls him, or he calls Bruce. Bruce Wayne one of the one of the two he's like I'm happy to hear I'm happy to hear your voice and he says I'm on my I'm I'm on my way the car pulls up gets and he gets out and then people start getting out of the way and we see George Clooney as Batman now this does not mean that we are in the George Clooney timeline of of Batman and Robin this means that it's some version of that character that existed now is here so that character won't have a callback to mr freeze it won't have it's separate it's a separate thing it's confusing but if you're a smart fan then you can tell that you can tell the difference it's no different than a parallel universe where george clooney batman never enacted with mr freeze type deal so that george clooney could very well exist in a side version of this so, at the close of Bat- of the close of the Flash, George Clooney is the Batman of record, which means that is the is the Batman who was doing all of the stuff involved in the DCU up until that moment, and then the movie ends, and then we get to see the dog as he's falling down the uh, out of the hospital. And the same dog that we saw in the actual scene of the hospital earlier, we get to see the elongated scene of him as he's falling down, and Barry's doing all this stuff in the background. It's quite, it's, it's quite fun. It, it's a quite fun scene. And then, the, then at the very, very end, we get to see a drunk Aquaman being filled in on what the heck was happening um, to, uh, to 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 uh, Barry, and. He just drunkenly falls into a puddle and Barry's like, oh, i are going to go up to my place and just hang out. And the guy's like, oh, I'm fine here in a big puddle of water. <laughs> and that's where it ends at, which I thought was cool because now we had all of the Justice League in it. We had Henry Colville in the Rewind Timeline thing where we see him in the monument. Wonder Woman actually helps out with the uh, crime that, that, uh, that Ben Affleck's Batman is going after. And we even get a lasso of truth thing done with uh, Batman like we had in one of the versions of the Justice League that was the theatrical cut of it. There was this whole uh, lasso thing that Bruce Wayne was saying stuff too. So in this one, he's saying stuff too about how he is better off just, just uh, donating his money to charity or doing stuff with helping uh, the police and then Barry admits to being a virgin and all that stuff so it was it, it was a quite fun moment to see all of these characters come back together for one last hurrah together even if the parts were small they were impactful because one thing led to another because the conversation that that Ben Affleck had with Barry he realized that he was right and then he corrected it, and then uh, finally ha- having Wonder Woman one one last time come back and uh, help save, help save, help save the, the help save the day, and have like a little back and forth banter with e with each other. I thought was kind of not, I thought was kind of cool. So that is the Just of the Flash movie. Now, Ezra Miller did a, like an amazing job of playing Two Berries. You knew going into the theater that you're watching Ezra Miller play two parts. So you knew that they were going to have face swapping. You knew they were going to have stand-ins. And so that's why everyone is going – well you could tell well you couldn't tell necessarily you just knew so you were looking for it extra if you weren't looking for it extra then you didn't really see anything that said hey this guy here isn't real or there's a face swapping issue here there was no wonky like baby cgi blunders with the two berries those two guys like does he have a twin because they did a really damn good job of Barry Allen playing two parts and that was a lot of majority of the movie like there's this even the scene uh, earlier, earlier in the movie when before he finds out he loses his powers he tries to phase through the wall, smack himself into the wall he tries to run really fast and we get to see a rendition of how Barry thinks he's supposed to be running when he's trying to get into the speed force it is, it is just, it's, just, it's just laugh out loud type stuff and like it's hard to pick like a favorite point in the movie but it got it it has to be when uh when Supergirl yells what did you do? because that just it just like something that she's supposed to protect something that she was there to do her only mission her only job her only point was to protect baby Kal-El and she was robbed of that and he was killed by this by, by this evil man so you could really relate to that so that that that, that part right there is one of my, my 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 favorite beats of it and then when Michael Keaton is dying in Barry's arms he says I wish I could have saved you and he's like I think you already did that once or something like that that is my second favorite Because it talks to him, understanding that he was talking to the other Barry. He knew that Barry had changed the timeline. Now, as far as the fixed point in time goes, I do think, because in uh, in and of the moment, they were probably not thinking of how many ways can I fix this? Because there was a highly fluid situation and everything was changing all the time. So you couldn't necessarily sit down and make a plan. And the young Barry, who had been going back several times, wasn't wiser and old, enough, and old enough and mature enough to to make a rational plan because he was just working on emotion. He just wanted to do it regardless if he could or not. And one of the things I was thinking of after I got out of the movie, well, I'm like – they had Supergirl in, 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 in Serbia, and she was under that, that light thing that prevented her from being a super. So what happens if Barry just quickly flew General Zod into that structure and he dampened his powers and then went back and then took care of everything else? Would that, would that solve anything? Well, at the, because in, the, in 2013 Superman, Superman was right there already, the loss of life wasn't a- as massive because they had to delay. So the world engine was going through and just blowing up everything. Everything was just being destroyed. So the loss of life was probably immeasurable. So, so preserving that timeline would probably have been worse. So not taking General Zod there. To, uh, to to uh, stop him. Continuing with the Michael Keaton Batman undoing his death, saving Supergirl. That is just there's just a lot of situations in that where you can't predict how it's going to go. Not to mention how many times you go back and interfere really close to where you already are. So I think Barry making the call of just going back in time to taking the tomato soup out of the, out of the cart and putting it back on the shelf and switching the 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 tomato sauce from the bo- from the mid to the top was probably the safest bet because all the events of that movie had caused a lot of destruction, probably more so than Man of Steel, because it was allowed to go on for longer before they're able to go back and actually defeat. So the world probably would have been lost anyway and it would have just been more chaotic. Not to mention the fact that older Barry wouldn't have even had a place to be because younger Barry would not turn into himself. So there would also be that problem of two flashes. So I think Barry made the right call with the information that he had at the time. And then we come to find out that everything is back the way it's supposed to be. He got his powers when he was supposed to get them. And then... We just find out that George Clooney is now uh, Batman instead of Ben Affleck. But we knew that because Ben Affleck wasn't going to come back as Batman anyway. This was going to basically be the swan song, essentially. So why not end it out with George Clooney coming back and being Batman to end it off? To maybe maybe sometime down the road make a Batman Beyond and they have George Clooney as the older batman teaching the younger terry mcginnis to do something and then you just branch it off branch it off into that connected somewhat to the dcu but still its own piece but overall i think that the movie was really good i think that uh, they did a damn fine job because i'm when i go into a movie i, I there's there's times where you want to have this long drawn out beat by beat this is like artsy fartsy thing you want that sometimes all the time you just want to sit down and watch a movie and go like wow 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 and this movie was full of wow 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 i mean if you want to critique the movie and tear it down and destroy it then that's your prerogative but i don't see the benefit of that i don't i don't i don't i don't see why that's a thing there's like literally no movie that exists that can't be destroyed and torn down. The point of the movie is to just give you a break from reality, enjoy what you're seeing on screen, see some superheroes doing their thing. Even if it's just a regular movie like Jim Carrey, Liar Liar, or The Truman Show, or Con Air, or The Family Man, or flipping Mary Poppins for God's sakes. It's not meant to be taken as the most realistic movie ever made. It's meant to just be a break from reality to go and enjoy a movie. And there was a lot to enjoy in this. Ezra Miller killed it as Barry Allen, both sides. It, it was like it was like it, 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 was, it was amazing to watch those, him them play off against each other. And as far as Ella, as far as Ezra Miller goes, they were amazing in this part but with that comes a whole lot of real world baggage that doesn't have anything to do with the movie and I'm not going to bog myself down in stuff that I don't know all of the facts on but I do know what I saw last night was a spectacular movie is it my favorite DC movie I'm gonna have to say yes because of all the little itty bitty bits that were awesome. When you when you when you put the when you put it on a scale of awesome and not awesome, the scale for awesome goes through the roof because you have the callbacks, you have the Nicolas Cage thing, you have Michael Keaton, you have you have uh, George Clooney. Then you also have George Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Helen Slater. Even though they're bit parts, it's really nice to see them and you just remember your childhood when you, grew up with, when you grew up with those characters. Not to mention time travel. Big fan of that. Back to the Future reference, the whole Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly the whole time instead of it being Michael J. Fox. You, you got the girl saying, I'm Batman type thing. It was all just really well done. And its I hope it gets a sequel, fingers crossed, but who knows. But that will conclude my podcast on The Flash. Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. This is going to be one of those in One More Thing segments. So, everyone seems to be having a big ol' issue with George Clooney being... Batman at the conclusion of the Flash movie and I think it's foreshadowing from when Michael Keaton's Batman was explaining what happens when you travel backwards in time they were literally executing the theory in which they were talking about so you got to see it they they told us about it then they showed it to us twice even one more extravagantly with the events of the actual movie itself and then one a little bit more calmer by showing us George Clooney because the theory was pretty simple. If you travel backwards in time, you don't create a branch timeline. You create a whole new reality of events from the Big Bang till now because it changes both go forwards and backwards. So since Barry, all he did was move the tomatoes from the bottom to the top and then went back to the future, he can't unchange George Clooney because there's just no way to do it because what they did very smartly was say, even if you go back in time and correct the event in which you changed, the future in which you come from is still going to be changed, which is perfect. It's never been done in a movie where you go back and change something tiny and then it's, it's immaculately just the same way it was going to go. So, the inclusion of George Clooney was a nice little tip of the hat to the fact that George Clooney did play Batman back in the, back in the 90s and it wasn't a direct... Uh, linkage to Batman and Robin. It was an adjacent, parallel version of that character, who, from his perspective, at the end of the movie, would have recalled all the events of that that the Justice League was was in from the very beginning to the very end. It's just now that's the that's the version of Batman that we would have going forward if they were to continue. So yes, he is the Batman of the DCU of that continuity. When James Gunn's movies start going on from uh, Superman Legacy and Batman Brave and the Bold, it's going to be a different thing. So maybe that will be a linked thing inside of the bowl of spaghetti that Keaton was talking about. And we've already seen different variations of Superman and Batman. So that theory allows a different version of Barry to exist also if they so chose to do it that way. But there was absolutely no issue with George Clooney being uh, Batman. What would have been worse is if they changed the world to look like the Batman and Robin world and ended off there. But just simply having George Clooney as Batman... One, it's set that it's a part of a different timeline, which means that the Keaton movies could still exist inside of this thing when Barry was going back in time. And then the George Clooney thing is an adjacent timeline. So it further separates the two uh, things rather than going Batman, Batman Returns, and then Val Kilmer's version of Batman, and then Batman. So the fact that we're getting the old Batmobile in this means that both Val Kilmer and George Clooney's Batman's are elsewhere stories like a different continuity for both of those movies. And now we're seeing an adjacent version of George Clooney in the conclusion of the Flash movie, which I thought I thought which I thought was fine. He played a good Bruce Wayne. He didn't really do a great Batman, but he did do a really good Bruce Wayne. And if they wanted to do a standalone movie where it's based around only him and him having to do something as Bruce Wayne, maybe Batman Beyond, maybe? Then they could do that, just like what they did with Joker. Maybe like an Elseworlds story outside of the main continuity. But who knows? But George Clooney as himself just playing Bruce Wayne at the end it wasn't a piss-on-the-movie type thing. They were bringing homage to every other character. Ben Affleck is not coming back as Batman anyway. So... Why not do one last? Hey, yeah, he played Batman. Just a nice little touch. I I thought I thought the whole movie was was really super fantastic. There's literally nothing that they could have improved upon outside of the initial first scene of the movie where they had the baby stuff going on. But why would you want to put an actual baby like on a green mat? Film the baby and then make the microwave thing green and then put the baby into the microwave and make it look like it's as realistic as possible. I think the whole entire thing happened inside of that Flash Force thing. So maybe it was just, you know, fluctuating when we were on the baby and it wasn't necessarily an indictment to the the CGI. It was just everything was off because of how it was being looked at. I mean there's ways to argue both for and against but if all ever if all everyone ever does is talk against then I mean it's not really giving it a good debate now you can hate the movie fine but there's a lot of it takes a lot of effort to hate the movie because the movie just flies right along and it keeps going and going and going like there's just it's, it's humor it's action it's suspense it's thrilling it's fun I mean, there's, like, literally no bad part to the movie. I mean, if anything, the beginning opening scene where he's at the coffee thing trying to get the thing and then he goes to save Gotham General, if anything, that's the longest part of the movie. Once you get past that, it just zips on through. It doesn't even feel like it's almost two and a half hours long. It just feels like you're watching, like, an hour and a half, hour 20. No part of the movie was going, is this almost, is this, is this almost over? Because I knew that I was watching a Barry Allen movie, and he's in a lot of this, playing dual parts. This thing is crazy that uh, Ezra Miller was able to pull to to uh, pull it off. They did a dang good job. Because Barry Allen, in it, most of it, and I thought I thought the the choices they made were good in and of the story in the in the narrative. But if you're bringing your own Flash script into the movie and then you're looking at it and flipping pages to follow it, you're going to be disappointed because you're wanting this elaborate, crazy, wild Flashpoint thing that exists specifically out of the comics. And it this does not happen. There is no movie that is 100% comic book accurate because you can do whatever you want in a comic book. You can do whatever you want in a graphic novel. But when you p- put it page to screen, you have to... You have to be respectful of the source material and you also have to be able to allow people that aren't necessarily deep into comics like this guy be able to also like the movie. Because I've seen a couple of comics, but I'm not deep into it. Like, if they had nothing but comic book references, I'd probably be a little lost. But even just a general understanding of Flash and the DCEU and the DCU and... All that stuff. Just general knowledge. Like I saw this movie four years ago. I saw bits and pieces of it. You wouldn't be lost while watching the movie. Uh, I it, it it really related more to Superman 4 to me, because it just got right to the point. We didn't have a lot of build-up to where most of the action was in the last part. I mean there was action throughout this movie. There was action in the first part, there was action in the middle part, there was action in the end. And people are all mad about the desert. just doesn't make any sense to me because that is where General Zod landed his goddamn motherfucking ship. That's where he landed his ship. That's where he was doing his stuff. The World Engine was doing the stuff in the city. His stuff was there. The only reason why they went to the city is because Clark punched him in the face in, in, in Man of Steel and threw him through Metropolis. But that is where they started at in the desert. So that would make sense that that's where the battle's going to be and then that's where if you were just destroying city buildings after city block after city block people would be taken out of the movie like dang there's a lot of destruction here why is Flash being so crazy with all this stuff why don't they lead him out of the city and go somewhere else he's super fast you just can't make everybody happy because i've been watching a bunch of reviews and people just being all mean and angry and just making these videos to get likes because that's the way their channel operates so they have to have to get people amped up on hating something and that's just not the whole point you know you're supposed to enjoy what you're watching you know, find something you like about it instead of only talking about the hate cuz i mean people that have that much hate just write your own script submit it and let's see if if it's all that great because we're looking at something that costs multiple millions of dollars and the director already said that most of the movies cgi was was meant to like for instance the chronodome thing makes perfect sense why it's not literal it's like a representation it's like it's like uh, this This represents this. So when you got closer to it and you peered through, you saw the real thing. So if you saw Henry Colville like that and it was CGI, it was a representation of the actual event that Barry was seeing. So if he had gone closer to, to Superman while he was at the monument and peered through, he would have seen that event. We saw an example of this when he looked through at the at the uh, store. It was the real store. But if he was looking at it through the chronodome Dome thing, then it would have been a representation of it. The only place where it makes sense, where the CGI was more questionable, is when we were going from the perspectives of the people inside of the different worlds looking at what was happening. So when you had Superman and Supergirl from the 1980s from the, from the uh, movies, looking in and Adam West looking from nineteen sixty six and you had George Reeves looking from his nineteen fifty five one, those would make sense where it would be more of a they had a live action rend a live action render of the character. That would be the place. Or the Nicolas Cage thing, that would be the place because you were from their perspective. But inside of the chromodome thing, you were looking at a wall, of a, basically like a, like a mural designed with pictures of different events and then once you got closer to it and looked through it it was the real event so I'm fine with 85% of the VFX in the movie I don't understand why people have to nitpick this movie to the ninth degree maybe it's because they're getting a lot of likes and they're getting a lot of money for being negative but there's a lot of positivity in this movie there's a lot of good things that are going on Ezra Miller's performance playing two berries and the comedy that that's going on for one dude for one dude to perform is crazy the fact that that they were able to pull it off was amazing then you have Batman Batman's Michael Keaton explaining the time travel stuff you have that dynamite kicking butt sequence when he comes out yes it was a stunt man then we see that it's that that's michael keaton but that's how every single movie operates it's not it's supposed it's a it's a movie there's gonna be stunt actors you don't want michael keaton falling and breaking his hip and like dying on the set of the flash do you know so of course you're gonna have a stunt actor doing all that stuff but it's supposed to be bruce wayne you're watching a movie that was produced and written and and, and had had cameras and lighted and everything else so you gotta just that's bruce wayne if you're trying to look at Michael Keaton doing his own stunts at 70 plus years of age. No, thank you. We want him to live a nice, full, long life, be 90 years old, something like that, 100 years old, not dying on the set of The Flash. But when he came out and kicked all that ass, I'm like, damn, Michael Keaton's Batman is awesome. Stunt work in movies is a constant, there's a lot of stunt doubles. Well, sometimes most of the stunts are done by that person. Anything you'd never see the face is probably a stunt double. You knew going in when he came out that that was a stunt double, so that was fine. The only the the, the only glaring special effect that was maybe a little jarring was when Bruce Wayne, uh, Ben Affleck was on his bike driving, and they had a close up on his face, and you could tell that it was a little wonky on that. That is literally the only place where I was like whoa, it reminded me a little bit of the mustache stuff going on in the uh, Justice League controversy stuff it reminded me of that just a little bit but that is the only scene where I had a huge like whoa, maybe they could have just not done that but other than that there's like, if you were to do a pros and a cons of the entire movie you would have like 6 pages of pros and like a, a ha- half a page of cons and I think that is an ex- excellent um, excellent ratio for a movie because sometimes the cons are like six pages and the pros are like a page or even a half of a page. So like this is a movie I would, be able, I would watch again and again and again. Sure, there are things that you could expand it upon, but that means you have had to have lost some stuff too because it's already a really big runtime. And they've already took stuff out of the movie to bring it down. So if you were to expand upon the evil Barry from the future, you might have to lose some pretty cool things to make that happen. And you can just fill in the blanks on that Flash. He stayed in the thing forever and ever and ever and long, 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 grew up into that big thing and like, I have to do this. So he threw himself out of the thing to meet his younger self. You can just fill in the blanks yourself. I don't need to lose scenes with Supergirl kicking Zod's ass. I don't need to lose scenes where Barry... Barry Allen is talking to his younger version of himself and all that comedy stuff ensues it made the movie kind of like really enjoyable in between the plot beats of what was happening which I didn't expect to happen because I really not really outside of seeing them outside of watching the Flash TV series I'm I'm just I don't know I'm Superman Batman and the other ones are kind of like oh that's cool but this is the first one where I'd be like, you know what, I would watch that movie again and again and again. Just put it in the background, press play, and watch it. And it's just like, uh, it's, it's got a little bit of everything in it. There's only one, one part that um, made me go, hmm, was when Barry was talking about when he got his initial powers in the Barry Prime timeline. And he was there during Zod's situation. Obviously, that didn't happen the same day he got his powers. So in this alter timeline that Barry created by saving his mom, the Zod attack had to have happened earlier rather than the exact same time in the Barry Prime timeline. And that's why Barry didn't know that uh, the Zod attack was also happening the same day because he would remember that. So that little thing that, hey, that's not supposed to happen on this day would have been all they needed to make the confusion kind of go away just a little bit. But like I said, this, uh, those are minor itty-bitty things and the overall amazing piece of movie. So that will conclude this podcast.